Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for joining me on this episode, episode 17 of the show about the show. My name is Devlin Clark. As always, I am the creator and co-host and host, not co-host, host of this podcast. Every episode is dedicated to the memory of my dad. Please make sure that you support any disabled military veterans associations that you can. If you have Twitter, check out SIGS for Soldiers on Twitter at S-I-G-S, the number four, the word soldiers, S-I-G-S, four soldiers on Twitter. They do a lot of great stuff in terms of giving back to disabled veterans, which is what my dad was. Also, some other really cool podcasts. If you're looking for sports podcasts, Baseball in particular, Locked on Twins is a cool podcast where uh, Brandon Warren and a co-host talk everything Twins. They have a couple sponsors. They're giving away a pair of home opener tickets. So make sure you check that out at Brandon Brandon Warren on Twitter, at Locked on Twins on Twitter. Very, very active. Brandon's a great, great guy. He's He's a dad like I am, so... And he's a giant Twins fan. So, great guy. Um, So, go check that one out. And then I also want to give a shout-out to Let Me Get That Potograph, which is just such a clever, clever name for both a podcast and an aspect of collecting. It It is a podcast that is related to the baseball card hobby, to collecting autographs, all that kind of thing. They talk about products that have come out. Um, Tops Heritage just came out, I want to say, two or three days ago. I've been looking at some of the cards on Twitter and eBay and stuff, and they are beautiful. They are replicas of the – or not, I'm sorry, replicas, but they are in the style of the – 1969 cards. So those are uh, those are pretty nice. The 69s are one of the nicer sets that they have. And the big thing with the Heritage cards that just came out is they have the first on-card autographs of the Japanese Babe Ruth Shohei Otani. So check that out at your local store. Let me get that autograph. Check it out on iTunes. Check them out on Twitter. They are fantastic. I'm going to be having those guys on the show here in a, in the very near future. So today's episode is episode 17. Wow, a 17? Jeez, I can't even believe that this little podcast that I have has gone 17 episodes. Thank you so very much to every single person that has ever listened to even one minute of my podcast. Episode 17, Jack Cusack. We're going to bring Jack on here shortly. Jack, for those of you who don't know, spent time in the majors with three teams. He was drafted and played for the Chicago White Sox. He also played for the Philadelphia Phillies and the Toronto Blue Jays. He's going to come on and talk about what it was like to be drafted by the White Sox. He was drafted by them in 1974, as well as what it was like um, kind of playing in the minor leagues and things like that. He spent a good majority of his career in the minors, but he did 
and he didn't achieve MLB stardom, but he did play in the majors, and as a pitcher, he did record two saves. However, as Jack will talk about when we bring him on, it's going to be the work he's doing with kids and the stuff he's done outside of baseball, excuse me, that I'm guessing is probably um, probably the most the, the most memorable stuff and the stuff he's he's most proud of. So he'll be joining us here shortly. Um, but I did want to, again, I, I, I use blog talk radio to record this podcast and I am able to track numbers and look at stats and all that kind of thing. So um, I recently just received a notice that I am up to 500 total listens. So I have to do a giveaway. I mean, I cannot, I cannot believe that. Um, it is unbelievable that I have had 500 people listening to my to my podcast. Um, it is pretty unbelievable. So we will be. I will be giving details of the giveaway that is happening for the. 500th uh, listen on a future episode, but I am going to get to that later. I want to get this podcast is about the guests, so I want to make sure that I give Jack the time he deserves. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, former major league pitcher Jack. Jack, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Looking forward to our little get together here today. you know, it's all about uh, talking about the great game of baseball. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's jump right in. So you were drafted by the White Sox in 1974. What was that draft process like? Well, actually, I was drafted uh, first out of high school by the White Sox in the sixth round. And then, okay. uh, you know, I went to college to Miami of Ohio for three years. Then they drafted me again as actually the first pick in the second round in 1974. And it was kind of neat because my brother was at the University of Miami visiting me, and I was at a class. So when I came back, you know, back then we didn't have the Internet and all that other kind of nice stuff. So I walked into the room, and uh, I says, well, did you hear anything? He kept <laughs> he kept looking at me, and he kept looking at the ceiling, and I'm going, what the heck are you doing? I looked at the ceiling, and he had a white sock hanging from the ceiling. I go, well, did you hear from anybody? He goes, man, didn't you just come from class? Are you that dumb? Look up. I said, yeah, you got a white sock. I have the White Sox. He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. how I really found out in 1974 in Miami of Ohio, and I, I was just ecstatic because, you know, I mean, uh, Chicago, my, my actually my wife now, they've been married to going on 38 years. She's from Chicago, so it was kind of neat. Didn't know back then because I wasn't married back then, but. You know, it was kind of neat. It was a thrill. It was a thrill. I actually signed my contract at Cleveland Stadium with Chuck Tanner, um, Fred Schaefer, and uh, Pete Melito, the scout, in Cleveland Stadium. They had me come up and throw, uh, and then it was they didn't know I was going to sign, and that's another long story, but I ended up signing uh, in my contract in Cleveland Stadium, and then I got sent to Appleton, Wisconsin. Able. Yeah, and 
and you didn't actually spend a whole lot of time in the minors. You went to Class A, the Appleton Foxes, and you made your major league debut just months after signing, August eighth, nineteen seventy four. Talk about both your ascent, both you know, Class A Appleton, and then that quick ascension to the majors. Well, I, I would say it's kind of funny because when I got when I got signed by uh, the White Sox, I got to Appleton. And of course, you fly into that airport, and a guy standing out there with a you know Jack Kusick sign. You think you're getting in a big limo, and he gets in a clunker, beat up car, <laughs> and takes you to the stadium. <laughs> and I'll never forget, I got there, and my first game in professional baseball. Uh, Gordy Lund was the manager, and he comes up and he says, Jack, I got orders from Chicago. You're supposed to pitch an inning today. He's never seen me pitch. Well, that game was kind of uh, uh, an opening into professional baseball for me because it turned out to be a beanball war. Uh, They threw a changeup and hit our pitcher in the head, our our number one draft pick uh, a couple years before in the head with a changeup. So I go out there, and – Gordy Lund looked at me and says, I hope you know what the hell you got to do. I said, yeah, no problem, you know. So I go out there, the first hitter I walk, the second hitter I walk, (laughs) and Gordy's just throwing stuff in the dugout and all mad. Well, the pitcher was up third. So I rear back, I throw about a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, and I drill him right in the side. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and Gordy goes crazy. He said, I love this guy. You know, the catcher comes out. So I got bases loaded, nobody out my first uh, professional game and ended up striking out the side. Nobody scored. And it was like, holy, I mean, I became an instant hero in A-ball. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was kind of fun. But it was neat. Absolutely. So then uh, I, yeah. well, I spent six weeks at Appleton, you know, did really well. So they called me up to AAA. I got to AAA, spent a week, never threw one pitch, and then got called to the big leagues. Okay. So, so what, what was that? Yeah, what was that debut like? You debuted August 8th, 1974 against the California Angels. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was uh, let's put it this way, uh, you know, I'm not bow-legged, but my knees were shaking, man. <laughs> it was it was a thrill. Uh, yeah. It was you know, and like I say, it was kind of neat because, you know, I actually my first start in the big leagues was against the New York Yankees. Uh, I actually sure. pitched the day, that Nolan, the day that Nolan Ryan broke the record for the, which people don't realize, the fastest pitch in baseball. You know, everybody thinks it's Renato okay. Chapman, uh, the 205. Sure. Well, when I threw, it was against Nolan Ryan. It was in uh, – uh, I forget that it was Anaheim. They had radar guns and everything there. But when they when they timed us, they would time the pitch 10 feet from home plate. So Nolan okay. Ryan that day threw, threw a pitch 100.8 miles an hour against B.B. Richards, 108, 100 miles an hour, .8. Well, when Chapman threw the pitch 105, they measured that pitch out of his hand 50 feet from home plate. So okay. when they did the math, when they did the math, you know, and calculated what that pitch Ryan threw at 100.8, if it was right out of his hand, 50 feet from home plate, it would have been 108 miles an hour. Sure. So that's on Netflix. You can, you, can, you can find that on Netflix under fastball. 
You know, they, they, they talk about that. So I'm pretty excited because Roland Heeman, my general manager, was in the press box, and they weren't announcing my times. He has been quoted as saying, I was throwing 97, 98 miles an hour that day. So if you do the math, I might have thrown harder than Chapman. I don't know. But I always tell people, <laughs> get into the big leagues. Getting to the big leagues is not a talent when you're a pitcher. It's a gift from God, okay, because you don't teach somebody to throw 98 or 100 miles an hour. It's a gift. But I tell people, God gave me the gift to throw a baseball 100 miles an hour, but I also tell people what he forgot to tell me is where to throw that ball. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> throwing 100 miles an hour is great, but you better know where it's going. <laughs> right, exactly. So it's kind of neat. Exactly. There's, a, there's a lot of great memories that, that I can tell you uh, you know, I played parts of three years in the big leagues, parts of seven years professional. And, you know, when you get my age, 64, I'll be 65 this year. You know, it's the memories that keep you going. And, and I'll tell you some of the greatest guys in the world. Uh, I'll tell you a funny little story. I was going to pitch in a Hall of Fame game. And it's a okay. two-hour bus ride from where you fly in. And I'm sitting on the bus with, Santo, Melton, Dick Allen, Rich Gossett, Terry Forster, Bucky Dent, you know, Wilbur Wood, all these guys. So they're going, hey, rookie, if you throw a pitch and it gets away from you and you knock a hitter down, what are you going to throw? I says, well, I'm going to throw a slider away. You dumb rookie, that's what they're looking for. I said, oh, okay, so this is two hours of getting on me, right? So right. I'm pitching against uh, Cleveland. Frank Robinson's up, right? The first pitch I throw, it comes right at his head. It gets away from me, gets right at his head. He goes feet up, face down. I mean, he just plants right on the right on the ground. I went, oh, geez. All right, great. So Ed Herman's catching. Ed Herman gives me a fastball in. I shake my head. I want to slide her away, right? He gives me right. another fastball in. I shake my head. Well, Santos at third base, Billy Melton's, you know, sitting in the dugout. Next thing I hear from the dugout, you dumbass rook. <laughs> and I go, oh, and I look at Ed Herman. Ed Herman's now giving me the finger behind the plate. Throw a fastball. <laughs> so I rear back, and I swear to God, I throw the hardest pitch I've probably ever thrown in my life. It's coming to the inside corner. Frank Robinson's looking for a slider. He steps into the plate. The ball tails in and hits him square in the ribs and sticks and just drops down. He goes oh. down to one knee. He starts coming out to the mound. Ed Herman grabs him and said, no, 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 Frank, go to first. I will tell you a true story. I never knew my mother had so many names. He called me every name in the book as <laughs> he's going to first base, man. <laughs> so I can say I hit a Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely so yeah and and you mentioned that you spent you know parts of three big league seasons in the majors and parts of seven uh, minor league seasons in 1979 you were actually traded to philadelphia you played sporadically for the phillies you spent most of your time with oklahoma city their triple a team can you talk about uh, what it was like being traded in that experience playing for both the phillies and oklahoma city well, I, I will tell you honestly, it was probably one of the saddest days of my life because I love Chicago. I mean, it was it was really, uh, you know, my favorite team still is today. Uh, but I, you know, but you know, it's still you got a chance to play, and uh, sure. you know, I mean, I end up throwing a no hitter in AAA 
with the Oklahoma City 89ers. And uh, when I was with the White Sox, I ended up throwing a no-hitter against Oklahoma City. That's one of the reasons I got traded. But uh, it was a great time. I can't complain. You know, I got to – I got to meet Pete Rose and Lazinski and Schmidt and Larry Boa and, you know, Tug McGraw and all those guys. So, I mean, you, you can't complain about, you know, the, the I, I remember one day I'm sitting at a local place in my hometown in Newton Falls and my sister comes in and she goes, you got to come home. I go, well, something wrong with mom or dad? No, no, but you got to come home. I go, why? She goes, well, Pete Rose called and he wants you to call him back. I go, well, here, I'll call him back when I get home. It's no big deal. <laughs> You know, so, you, you know, you, when you can meet guys like that and play with, those were class act guys, some of the greatest guys you ever Kurt, met. You know, absolutely. it's all good. And then, of course, you know, then I went to the Blue Jays after that, and that was, you know, we and most teams, you know, celebrate when you, you know, win the, the, the division or the World Series. Heck, when I was with the Blue Jays that year, we celebrated because of the first year they didn't lose 100 games. <laughs> so. Yeah, and, and you were – you were uh, you you were released by the Phillies in the winter of '79. You signed on in January of 1980 with Toronto. You spent most of the uh, time in. Or I guess you spent split time between the Blue Jays and Syracuse. Yeah, and then you yep. decided to retire after the uh, 1981 season. Talk about that decision well, about retiring, because that's that's never well, an easy decision, you know, for a lot of people. Well, I'll be honest with you. It's not that I retired. It was that I couldn't lift my arm above my head. <laughs> I had rotator cuff. And sure. uh, to okay. this day, uh, you know, the surgery back then, actually, uh, Dr. Andrews did my surgery, uh, the one that did okay. Bo Jackson's hip. And uh, yep. I'll never forget sitting in his uh, in his office, and he says, well, I hope you can sell insurance <laughs> because – uh, you know, the arm just, uh, it just never came back. And the surgery they did on rotator cuff back then was they just pinned it down. Now they tie it down. So it was a, it was a career ending injury. And to this day, I still can't even throw, I can't even throw BP. So I don't think, you know, there's two reasons people quit baseball. One is not fun anymore. And two, they get injured. In my case, sure. you know, it was an injury. But, you know, I'm still in baseball sure. today. I run uh, a Little League program here in my hometown of Campville, 550 kids, uh, you know, ages three through basically 14. So, you know, I run that league for them. And so it's, it's you know, I've helped put over 100 kids in college. So you're still doing things in baseball, which keeps you young. And my youngest son was an All-American. So, you know, it's not bad. And now i got a grandson that's I'm- 10 that I think – Got my arm, so I'm kind of excited. That that's fantastic, yeah. So I was actually going to kind of switch gears and talk a little bit about your work outside of baseball. Um, you kind of mentioned the camp that you do and some of your other work. The one thing I really want to talk about is your um, association with Feed the Children. Can you talk about what what that organization is and how you're a part of yeah. it? Yes. Yeah, I can tell you, I'm a regional director of. Uh, I got 12 states that I that I handle the donors. I got to tell you, I, you talk about, you know, someone's life, and you look at, you know, what you what you do in your life. I mean, how blessed am I to have played, you know, Major League Baseball, and to work with a great organization like Feed the Children that feeds 262,000 people 
every day in, in throughout the world. Uh, and it's just it's just amazing. And what I do is basically, you know, find donors that, that believe in our cause. And, you know, the nice things I can tell you is 93 cents of every dollar actually goes to where it's supposed to go. And that's unheard of today with a lot of these charities, you know. So it was yeah. a good friend of mine. It was a good friend of mine uh, that, that that told me this. Is he said, one day, in one moment, one person can change your life forever. Now I never thought what that meant till he told me I was the one person that changed his life because he moved to my hometown, Newton Falls, when he was a junior. He's a preacher's kid, and I was a three sports star, and. Basically, when we sat down the basketball court and he says, now that you're here, I probably won't play any. Will I go, no, but you're having a hard time? He goes, yeah. I said, you're getting picked on? He goes, yeah. I go, that day stops now. So he went on to start 78 churches, and I went on to play ball, and he said he wrote this book, and you know, and that's his saying that in one moment, one person in one day can change your life forever. And that's basically what we do every day for Feed Your Children we change 262,000 kids' life every day because, you know, there's nothing worse than no child should go to bed hungry, and that's basically what this organization is about. You can go on feedthechildren.org and find out everything that I'm telling you. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're in, you know, anywhere, I mean, and you like to talk to me about it or, you know, I always tell people, you know, if you got more money you know what to do with (laughs) Call me. I'll tell you where to get a tax write-off because you'll be helping kids all over the United States. Seventy percent, seventy cents of every dollar that you give stays in the United States. The other twenty-three twenty-three cents goes to feed people in Africa and Haiti and everywhere else. So you'll see our trucks, uh, Vincent. You'll see our trucks feed the children semis going around the country. Like we were in Bo- in, in Houston, we were in Florida. We sent the truckloads of food and supplies down to Puerto Rico. You'll, you'll see these trucks going all across the country, and each truck has about $100,000 worth of food and supplies on them, and they're given to people that need it. Again, that w- Jack, can you tell people that website one more time just in case they missed it the first time so that way um, you guys can hopefully get some more uh, donations? I would love to. It's called feedthechildren.org, O-R-G. And you could request to see myself, Jack Kusick. Uh, you can put a note in there, and I'll be glad. Like, I'm leaving I'm leaving uh, Tuesday to go visit some donors in Chicago. I'll be in Chicago Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday visiting, you know, which I do is I go visit some of our donors across the country just to say one thing. Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And... Uh, you know, which is kind of neat. You know, uh, we did a we did a celebrity chef dinner in New York City, uh, which was unbelievable. Uh, what happened at that at, at that event? Uh, at that at that event we did there, we raised a hundred and thirty thousand uh, dollars that wow. went to feed you know children across the country, and you know that to me is really what everything is is all about and what should always be about. Absolutely. And that's what makes it nice. And that, and that chef was John uh, Doherty, 
D O H E R T Y, who uh, started a, a, a charity called the Heavenly uh, Harvest, and uh, just amazing individual that donated his time. Uh, the restaurant donated uh, all the food. It was it was just a great event, and like I said, we raised one hundred thirty thousand dollars for a great cause. These are things that we do. I'm planning on a golf tournament here locally for Feed the Children, and any anything we can do to make, you know, some kids' lives happier. You know, no child should go to bed hungry. And we have a problem in the United States, believe it or not. You know, you see all these homeless and veterans and everybody else and, and these poor kids that you just don't know about, but that's what we do. So, like I said, you know, feel free to give anybody my number. Feel free, uh, you know, to, to get a hold of me. It's, you know, Jack Cusick at feedthechildren.org. Uh, you know, it's my, wet, my, my email address. Or if you go to feedthechildren.org, ask for me. I'll gladly call you and talk to you and let you know everything about it. And at the same time, believe me, I got a lot more stories about baseball we can talk. So we can, <laughs> we can enjoy the day. You know, so it's kind of neat when I call somebody from New York and I tell them, you know, your fans are pretty tough. They go, what do you mean? I go, my first start at big leagues was against New York Yankees. And, oh, by the way, I did strike out Thurman Munson with the bases loaded. So there you go. There you go. Absolutely. Well, well, let's switch back a little bit to um, to baseball. I, obviously, you know, the 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 cho- the feed the, the feed the children is obviously the most important thing, but I'm always curious, how much fan mail do you get on a regular, how much get, fan mail do you I, get? I get a couple, you know, a day or, you know, maybe three, four a week, you know, they send baseball cards, signed autographs, uh, which is nice. Somebody asked me for an autograph and I said, Hey, if you got a chance, make feed the children your charity. And he sent a $50 check to feed the children. So it was kind of neat, but I, I get those and I sign them and send them back. But, you know, like I said, I'm very blessed. I'm going on 38 years of marriage. I got three wonderful kids, three grandkids now, and I work for Feed the Children. So, And I get to talk to somebody like you and spread the word about baseball, which is the greatest sport that there is, and a great charity. So life is good. I, You know, I can't really, you know, we all got our ups and downs, but, you know, to me, life is what you make it. Absolutely, absolutely. And again, for those of you who didn't catch it the first two times, it is feedthechildren.org. You can email him at jackcusick at feedthechildren.org. You can go onto their website and ask ask to uh, have him speak with you. He will call you. He mentioned that he's going out to Chicago. He's going to do some traveling to see some donors. Also, I will I will say this for the next seven days from today, and today is March 3rd, 2018. For the next three days, anybody that donates a dollar to feedthechildren.org and mentions that they heard Jack on this podcast, I will match that donation. God bless you, Jack. Because Jack is absolutely right. No child should ever, ever, ever have to go to bed and not know where their next meal's coming from. Childhood, childhood homelessness and and low income and being poor. I've been there. I have a daughter, so 
I want to make sure that all the kids in America get all the food that they need, whether it's at home, at school, whatever. So anybody listening to this podcast, if you send me a tweet at Devlin underscore Clark 84 or find me on Facebook for the next seven days, if you post, if you send me proof of your donation, I will match it dollar for dollar. I will personally send the check to Jack and he will make sure that it gets to the right place. So we're going to do our, I'm going to do my part and I hope all of our listeners do, uh, do their part to, uh, to help out. Vincent, that is outstanding. And I hope to gosh, you reach millions of people because, you know, it is a great organization and you're just one heck of a great guy. And I'll tell you, anytime you need me on these podcasts, whatever you want, God, please call because this is fantastic, fantastic news. I, yeah, I absolutely will. So, again, everybody listening, uh, listening live, also who will listen to this on iTunes, Twitter, and Facebook. I am on Twitter at Devlin underscore Clark eighty four. That's D E V L I N underscore Clark eighty four. I am on Facebook at Devlin Clark, and you can also find this podcast on Blog Talk Radio as well as iTunes. You send me proof of a donation to feedthechildren.org, and I will match it. So I will match it dollar for dollar every day for the next seven days, and that will run until midnight on Saturday, March 10th. Jack, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you giving me a half an hour of your time today to talk baseball and a great cause. You're doing you're doing a lot of great work for uh, for everybody, and I cannot thank you enough. Vincent, I'll tell you what, it's been my honor, and I truly believe I truly mean that. And I'll tell you, keep doing what you do because you're the best, man. You make a lot of people happy, and you and I hate to say it, but you put your money where your mouth is, and that's rare today. So God bless you. Stay, stay you healthy, too. my thanks. friend. You too. Thanks, Jack. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Keep bye in bye touch. Bye. Yep. Bye bye. All right, everybody. So that was Jack Cusack. Again, that website is www.feedthechildren.org. I will personally match donations dollar for dollar for the next seven days as long as you send me proof that you donated. So, wow, what a great, great guy and an outstanding cause to help donate to. So go donate. Go find some Jack Cusack cards on eBay, send it to him, have him sign them, and uh, we will talk to you guys again down the road in podcast land. Thanks.